here on the dock with Pastor Troy, Mother Beth, and Lucas. We're ready to go here on the dock.org. We had to fire out of the hopper twice. I rarely have to start the show twice. We we blew it out of the we messed up, Lucas, when we started. Yeah, I mean, you got to fix I mean, all that. Now. We we didn't. Mess I did. Up. I did. The, the technology. My computer up. did. What happened yeah. was my computer went from ten to eleven. It up, forced me to update, so it's changed all the way my powerpoints and stuff work. So I mean, do they know? I know that they're forcing you to do because ten is gone. They're not even going to service it like next week, and they tricked me into updating because I've said no, 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 and they said, "Would you like to wait <coughs> till later?" Yes. Well, later meant midnight that night. <laughs> and they then they normally it's like it'll give you a new time. They just right. they're stinky. Microsoft is stinky. But we're on the doc.org. We're alive. We're working now. We're here. We're Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you can find us, if Microsoft doesn't take us down, uh, they have nothing to do with it. I don't think it's taking us down. But they, they probably are buddies with old Google. Yes, you know, they're all, all friends. They're all friends. They probably have the same place. Tuesday and Thursday, check us out. Conversations propel your faith out of the shadows and into the deep. We are so excited to be with you. Get, get on YouTube and watch us. <laughs> if we're still up there, Spotify and iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we'd love to hear you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. I got a conversation for somebody from social media today about watching our, one of our Psalm podcasts. They were just asking a question about how good something was. And uh, you can reach out. We'll hear from you if you send us notes, messages. That way, I really appreciate that when you do that. That's and nice. hit subscribe, like, notify, and uh, share with other people. Tell other people about our show. Be a Patreon sponsor, partner in the show, four ways to partner three ways to sponsor check that out at patreon and look up on the dock and you'll find out about it or you can go to on the dock.org link to all our sites that way email us at info at on the dock.org if you got questions donna kranuski our executive producer would love to talk to you and she'll get that around to us if we need to be involved pastor troy's here mother Beth's on stage here hey. set up around the table you look ready to go we're right. kind of podcasting at a weird time for us. Lucas Winkler is in studio and on camera. Yo. And he's got a great, is it gray or green shirt today? Uh, green today. Green, green, green. Yeah. You went from white to green. And yeah. of course, well, you get I told you I have more colored shirts you now. You do. I'm amazed yeah. at what you've, what you've done. It's I know. amazing. Songs for the soul, message for the heart. We're in Psalms volume two series. We're getting to the back end of it. Lucas thought we had a lot to go. Yeah, I, was, I totally missed it. You, we're digging deeper in the Word series. Uh, we've got more stuff coming up, up at you real soon. Uh, this one's really a fresh, hot series, so check it out. You can go find the original Psalms Volume 2 preaching series. It was done at Community Faith Church last summer, and it runs through. It, it's kind of sporadic from last summer, 2022, uh, all the way through the beginning of the year. It was really good, too. Yeah, you can go find those. Some some of these, that we're, we're kind of condensing this and talking about it more in a podcast manner, but you can go get more in-depth theology. Some of these mm -hmm. sermons were three weeks long. Some, one of them was four. So there's, there's a lot more material that we're not giving you. We're just trying to give you a concise conversation piece and let you kind of just see as you're driving along, kind of kind of connect with it. Go go deeper if you want to. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you on board. We're in Psalm 139, the I am loved Psalm. You will be loved today. We love you. Oh. Mother Beth loves you. Mother yeah. Beth. Mother Beth loves everything. Raccoons. Well, possums. She loves everything. She doesn't <laughs> like predators. She doesn't like people that take advantage of other people. Part 10. We're, we're there now, so we're ready to go here. It, we're in Psalm 139, so these guys are all dialed up, ready to go. Let's read Psalm 139, New Living Translation. It's probably the longest one we've had to do. So let's take a look at it, get it out there, and you can just listen. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. Keep your eyes open. But, That's but, a good idea. But meditating the Spirit as this is read to you. This is a Psalm of David, so we'll get to that here in a minute. Oh, Lord. You have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know, when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know, everything I do, you know, what I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord, you go before me and follow me and you place your hand of blessing on my head. I like that. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. And as I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book and every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be outnumbered. I can't even count them. They are outnumbered. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. O oh God, if you only would destroy the wicked, Get out of my life, you murderers. I think all of us have thought about verse 19. God would just get rid of those folks. Yeah. Verse 20, they blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh, Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Gosh, but you know what? We, we would all have been one of those people at one time. We wouldn't, none of us would be here. Yeah. yeah. But shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Verse 21, yes, I hate the, them with the total hatred for your enemies are my enemies. Search me, oh God and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the paths of everlasting life. Every one of us were enemies of God at one point in time. We've all sinned, we've all been outside. So I guess we better be glad God doesn't overreact or react too fast. He gives us ample opportunity. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into this. This is a Psalm of David. We've been covering these Psalms of David for a while. And and it's, this, is a, this is the, most of our Psalms have been in the first 72 books in book one and two, mostly written by David. And, and let me give you that chart. I got that little chart, but this one's up in 139. Good grief. And, and it's in that back book five. So many of those are by David as well. So that's why we're attracted to it. Now, let me just give you a little information. Uh, it is a Psalm of David, but it's a, it's kind of a wise teaching of David. It's more of a teaching Psalm, a revelation Psalm. Some people call it a Psalm with, hymn-like elements. It's like a it's like a hymn with multiple courses, like a six stanza hymn, you know, where each song, each hymn stands, tells a story. And we're, I'm going to show that in a little bit because I'm going to break it down into six stanzas. And it's almost like each stanza is a different section of how God looks at us, at, at who we are, what we do, and all these different pieces. And in the end, David kind of comes to the conclusion that really God, God knows everything. It's almost like a book of Job for David. It's very Jobish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very Jobish. It could be easily, this could be easily, you could turn this into a contemporary song uh, song today with, with the chorus and maybe some bridges in it and stuff like that. I, it would be cool to do. It's got very lament type elements where, where let, just let me give you an example of that. You know, you've examined my heart, you know everything. When, you know when I sit down and when I stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. It is a song, I think. Yeah, well, there's there are a lot of songs written from this because it's <laughs> yeah. got song character to it. Right. Let me show you verse 19, for example. Verse 19, this is deep, and we'll, get, we'll break it down more in a minute. But, oh, 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 God, if you would destroy the wicked, get out of my life. You know, it's got this, the way of the wicked here, these these horrible people that we should hate. Verse 21, uh, and, and you should we should despise them because they're your enemies. So we've got this group that's 
the, the I call it the wicked people, and we see that in Psalm one. We had the they had the, the dark the, the one side and the other side. A lot of I told you all these psalms from Psalm one we see have a, the, the way of the godly and the way of the wicked. So it's really evident here. And then you see the other side right behind it in twenty three. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Uh, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me to everlasting life. Well, these are the good side. These are the good people. These are the people that pass the test. So all of what we see here is this hymn, uh, this hymn Psalm fits right in kind of with a lot of the Psalms in that it shows us a two fork option. We, we have a fork in the road and we get to decide biblical wisdom. We get to decide whether we're going to do what God wants and be blessed, or we're going to do what we want to do. And honestly, it's free will pick. And he, he's basically saying you're going to be cursed. It's just, if you stand against God, you stand wow. on the side that's already cursed. Right. And I don't think we, I don't, I, I had this question when I taught originally, do we really think we can get away with not respecting, honoring and loving God? I think a lot of us, we, when we really ask the question, we all, everybody in the church always shakes their head. Yeah. We, we, God knows everything, but then we get out in life and we act like God didn't notice what I just did. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, di- I didn't cut off that person in traffic yesterday. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I got that. And part of it is I think we think we're so small and so minute that God, God cannot keep up with all this. His, his Pentium chip is not fast enough. His operating system, but we find out God knows the hair count on our head. He's on windows 12, man. I know. And if he knows, the hair, <laughs> I mean, if he can keep up with the hair count on Beth's head, God is amazing because <laughs> I pull out so much hair from the shower drain every day. Every time Beth washes her hair, it looks like it looks like she has cancer. Thanks. She's all that comes out. But then her <laughs> hair is thicker than thick. It's like she grows hair for a living. And 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 so if it, I don't know how God keeps up with her hair count. <laughs> Just her hair count. I mean, I throw away a glob there and I cannot tell you what I throw away, but God knows that count. And I know that sounds stupid, but his Bible says that. It means he knows us so well, he knows he he has the ability to tell us that. I mean, I mean, he knows everything, even what's in our heart. And if we don't believe this, I mean, he told prophets what were on the hearts of kings that were never uttered by lips. Mm. You know, we know that from the dream stories and Nebuchadnezzar and, and the different things with Daniel not being told what was in the dream and having to answer it or else. God knows everything about us. Yeah. Most of us can't comprehend that. We really don't want to comprehend that. We want to leave that kind of what I want to say, kind of an abstract quality. It's, it's, yeah, we'd God is God. Not, rather not think about that. Yeah, but but we don't think about how how it actually relates to us. And so th- th- those are some of the things that we want to look at here. I'm going to give you this list. If you are writing this into a song, I think one of the things you could do is you could say the six things he knows. Well, I'm loved by God is what we learn out of this. But the six thing, the six he knows of Psalms, or he knows what we do, he knows where you go. He knows your purpose. He knows what you think. He knows what choice to love you have made. He knows what your desire of your heart and mind is. I mean, he just knows these things. And so I I think one of the things that's really important to remember as we dig into this for a few minutes is the Lord is, is, is looking as I start this for one thing, he's looking for a dialed in. And I think he wants us to have a calibrated decision between loving him and loving the world. He wants us to have these things in sync. So we're loving him and we're loving life in the world the way he would have us do it. And so we, we, we can take the highway to heaven or we can take that, like that famous song, highway to hell, you know? And so the Bible tells us in lots of ways in Deuteronomy six, five, everybody knows that you shall love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then in the, in the new Testament, Mark, Matthew, Luke, 
I'll say it again. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Your neighbor is yourself. And same thing in Luke. In, in other words, you've got to love God, but it has to reflect in your relationship with man as well. And, and it's a very positive, affirming message. This is not a thou shalt not. This is the, the positive. All this comes down to ask a question. And here's the question. In short, is man, are we in this room, as his creation, are we even a viable opponent for God? See, a lot of us think we're going to get away with it. Like we're like it's Batman and An we're opponent? the Joker. No. Oppo yeah. Like we're the Joker and we're going to steal from this jewelry store and Batman's not going to know about it. We do stuff. We, we break rules. We break moral code. We break ethic code thinking that Superman can't not possibly know what I'm doing down here in. I'm using trying to come up with what are the flashes from what city is he from? It's, um, oh, they call it something. Batman's from Gotham, but the flat. Are you talking about Metropolis? Yeah, no, that's no. Superman. Superman. He's from. No, I don't the Flash from a different one, never say, but 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 each of them got their little towns, but they're I think they're all New York. <laughs> but in short, you know, Central City, Central City. Thank you. In his creation, even truly, you know, well, he's he doesn't know what's going on in Central City. He's a Metropolis, right? But we forget omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Is all. <laughs> I mean, all is a short word with big connotations. God is all knowing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like we think he's all knowing, but we think he must be like on a cow gun moment, or maybe he, 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 we, we're, it's like a, like we're doing three card Monty with him. You know, he won't get this, you know? He, I think once you become a parent of children and grown children, especially, you start getting a little better feel for that because I do too but some gee, I mean I have like feelings about the kids what they're going through and stuff and they're very far away from us right you know so good grief if I have some intuitions and feelings what does God have everything yeah because he knows I mean he knows he the yeah right and I I see so so that leads into my whole thing who, who are we betting on you know, who are we betting on? You say God, that you believe he knows everything, but does your witness, does our actions, do our fruit, does our fruit that we produce match up with our obedience? And, and I'm saying a lot of times, I think we're just as guilty when Jesus spoke and when John the Baptist spoke to the Pharisees, he called them on the board there, he called them whitewashed picket fences. Yeah. The, the Pharisees were whitewashing. They were doing stuff, jumping through hoops, but in their heart, they didn't believe it. They didn't really care. They were being manipulative. God saw, Jesus knew their hearts. It says over and over again. And and we know that it says that. And I think we irrationally go, yeah, God knows what I'm thinking, but God's too busy to really care about what I'm thinking today. So I'm okay. I'm going to slide by that one. And there's no evidence for that in the Bible. So I think, I think as we look at these six things here real quick, I want you to think about the fact that nothing you do, know where you go, know nothing you say, nothing's gonna slide by God. So David sings this song. He sings a song with these six parts, only to find out at the end. Well, I think David thought he was gonna slide by and then he kind of gives up on it. So let's see what happens. Okay, <laughs> let's start with this. Number one, he, God knows what you do. That was the first one. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know <laughs> what part of everything about me do we not understand? 
Okay. You place, look at verse five, you place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. He just knows, you know, when to sit, when to stand, you know, when to travel. Troy, have you read the, uh, sorry, no, go ahead. Um, the passion translation of this? No. I'm not no, like no. a huge fan of no, the passion, go ahead. right? Yeah. Like a lot of it's okay, but the passion translation for verse five is really good. Do you have it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you've gone into my future to prepare the way and wow. in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. That's really nice. That's good. Yeah. Now blessing is like going before you. Right. I like, it's, exactly. a, it's a really good yeah. translation, actually. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, like yeah, we just don't think about the fact that God's going. So if, if God's really going before us and he we've said something, he goes before us, and then we really don't intend it, it's kind of like we turn and he keeps going. And right. it would have been good if we'd gone that way. But he's like, <laughs> you're the one who went off the path. Yeah, we're like squirrels. We get distracted. We yep. do. I watched yep. a squirrel. Yeah. There was a squirrel uh, going going across by Blue Cross and Blue Shield the other day. He was standing there. There was a car coming, a car coming. He looked like he's being held up. He just stand there. Both of us <laughs> slowed down. He looked like he, I thought he was dead. He like had a frozen death. And <laughs> and then as she got closer, I slowed down. He started to panic and he ran out in front of her. Uh, but she didn't stop. I mean, oh. she stopped. She stopped. <laughs> she stopped. And and then he ran back and kind of stopped again. And then he came back. And, I don't know what he was having a moment. <laughs> he was just there at attention, just like he was like Omar Paul at the side of the road. And then and she slowed to wait on him. And then all of a sudden when she started to ease by him, he took off. Mm. I think we do a lot of that. We, yeah. we, 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 we try to feign God out. So I, I guess, I, I guess, I guess you gotta ask yourself if God knows everything, are we trying to reserve rooms, closet, cloud drives from him thinking that we can put up a um what is that you put up like um when you try to keep intruders out in in the internet you keep a um firewall firewall yes yeah. thank you are we trying to put up some some sort of like i guess if you put a firewall up you end up on the side of fire right. <laughs> that's yeah or 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 are we are are we celebrating that god knows everything see i i think we cere cerebrally understand God knows everything. Yeah. God's all powerful. But then all of us, a lot of us have spent a lot of time in our life trying to segment off sections of a hard drive that cannot be segmented off. Yeah. We spend a lot of energy trying to hide from a God that we can't hide from. Yeah. I mean, Adam and Eve did it in the garden. Where are you? Right. Yeah. Because I think it's mostly coming from shame, right? Like exactly. You get, you, get right. you, you feel like that God is like going to shame you when it's the exact opposite. And God wants yeah. to re release you and bless right. you and, and go exactly. ahead before you. And, and yeah. using best illustration of our children, isn't it true when we play hide and seek with our kids? We 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 always know where they are. We just kind of we look around <laughs> in dumb places and we don't see you. You know, yeah, we there's not a leg sticking. Up. I mean, we could. I I think we can see how God sees us. Like that's yeah. not working. Mm -hmm. and, and God's gracious. Sometimes He goes, okay, okay, I can see you, but I'm going to give you another chance here, Troy. I'm going to have the preacher's going to talk about this this week, or your Bible reading is going to be on this, or the worship leader is going to sing a song of this. He's going to penetrate your heart. We're going to see if you will come clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you ever notice that people, yeah. people will tell you sometimes they'll say, well, preacher, you were preaching to me. I said, well, I wasn't preaching to you. <laughs> you know, they say, well, the song hit me, the song or the service or the worship hit me. Well, I mean, that was maybe the Lord yeah. coming back around and going, I actually knew where you're hiding. I just wanted to give you a chance to come clean on your own, you know? Yeah, you are going to come clean. Our pastor used to say, if I'm stepping on your toes, maybe you should get him out of the aisle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so let's be clear. God knows, God knows what you, what you do.
Now, let's go to the other the n- number two piece because we don't have a lot of time here, but we're doing good. He knows where you go. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go to the grave, Sheol, you're there. I mean, if I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell the farthest oceans, if I, you know, it goes on, darkness. And he just goes everywhere we would try to go. You know, God says, you know, I'm there. Verse eight, in heaven, no matter what time it is, I'm there. No matter, verse verse 10, where you are, you know, no matter how light or dark it is, his his aperture can see what you're doing and whether your light is good or, last night we had to have, we were eating outside on the, on the patio and, and, you know, you need just enough light to see the food and just not enough light that the bugs want to come. Right. You know, <laughs> the bugs can't see it. Well, God can see you regardless with or without light. He, he's just got great eyes. Um, he sees everything. So, Don't you think some people just, just like think he doesn't care to? I think some people think we don't matter. Right. But I, he doesn't care what I'm doing. I think we, I, we get, we better get this because it's better to be blessed by God and have God working on you than, and molding you and helping you than it is for God to be your enemy. And I think we don't realize that God just doesn't see you. He wants to go before you, like your, your scripture said, right. Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and church, given this, I have a really good set, set of pieces here. Let me show this. Uh, there, there's, there were some things that we need to understand. We, we can trust God and lay down in green pastures and just try to stay in the presence of God the best we can. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing for us to do. Yep. It's not always easy. We can fight God. All of us have had moments where we've wanted to fight God on what's right and try to think he didn't see that or he doesn't know I'm drooling over here. <laughs> we can do a Job. Job was a righteous man. But he 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 had a few buts, but but God, but but why? And, and you you owe me an explanation. God doesn't really owe us an explanation because he's our creator. But I mean, Job wasn't unrighteous, but he fought a little bit, and then he finally what got Job out of it was he finally just shut his mouth. Yep, and, and he, he didn't go to the point of his wife where he, he just you know curse God and die. You know. Right. But, but he did, or, or, or the third option, a lot of us do this. We take flight from God. We, we confess, we go flee, we go try to hide. You know, we're, we're like, we're like, you know, uh, Adam and Eve in the garden naked. And, and, and like you said, ashamed Yeah. and, and, and God can't find us. He can't find us. I think, I think that, that that's a big deal right now is it's shame. people will, well, but, and also the hiding, like, yeah. like people are very big on hiding right now. Um, I, I think so. You, you, you know what I mean? Like people, people, people love to just disappear, act like nothing is wrong. Right. Post, and, post something yeah. positive on social media, but and, and it's all a sham. Secretly dying. And it's inside. a sham. Yeah. It, yes. And yeah. Look at what Psalm 139 writes to this verse 11. I just looked at this. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in the darkness, it doesn't work. So we do it, but it really doesn't work. We just kind of die in isolation. Right. right. You know, we are designed to be connected to the vine of Christ Jesus. Yeah. We're, we're, we're vine dwellers. And when we're not connected to the vine, you know, we're dying off the vine. I mean, we're just losing ground uh, very, very, very fast. Okay, so so he, he number two, he knows where you go. Let's take a look at number three. He knows your purpose. Oh, I mean, gosh, some of us go our whole lives and don't know our purpose, but God actually knows our purpose because he made all our parts. He, he knitted us together in our mother's room, what it says. Look at verse 16. You saw me before I was born every day of my life. That means 
that, that really adds to that text you wrote when he goes before you because he actually knows where he's going. Yeah, so the passion translation on 13 through 16. Is really Let's hear it. Okay. So you formed my innermost being, shaped my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw uh, who you created me to be before I came, be, be, before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Wow. I mean, That's God so has already thought us out. Yeah. See, I, I, I do a lot of that. Like like when I'm getting ready to do a big mission trip, we're doing a surgical trip. I, I try to think through everything, all the way from the beginning, the opening thing, to the outreach. And we think about what each department's going to need. And we pack the containers ahead of time. We take certain things in. We, we, I, we, we think ahead about what gifts are going to take to give our people at the end of this trip. Thank you. We try to take enough gifts that we don't, even for people, we don't know that we need to thank you yet. We try, we don't always get everything right. Sometimes we find out we are surprised, but I really, I mean, when, when, when I write my sermons and I spend time with God and I get a message done and then I, when I, when I, when I get ready to, to do PowerPoints, I always build my PowerPoints to what I kind of, how I see it mapping out. Like you're seeing here when you see slides, you know, I'm not God, but even I have, when I have a, when I have a vision or, or a message or a trip, I plot it out. You know, I, I, sometimes I'll just take off and get a hotel room when I go on a trip, but like, like normally I've pre-plotted it and I'm on hotels.com months ahead of time and I get the best deal. Mm -hmm. So, so if we can do that, Imagine God's doing this at individual level with us for life entireties. It's yeah, <laughs> crazy. I mean, so, so bottom line, again, God is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. He's basically a know-it-all, the know-it-all. And, <laughs> and free will, and I want to make sure that we hear this, and predestination, clarity are not in conflict. Just because God knows everything about us doesn't mean he decided it for us. No. He just knows our purpose and our intention. We have free will on whether we're going to rise to that or whether we're going to hide from it. And he actually knew whether we were going to do that or not, but he didn't make that decision. Mm. So, so that doesn't confuse that. So I think it's important. I heard somebody say today that I was listening to, she used to do, she used to avoid doing things because of religion. And now she does it because of love. Wow. That, that's a huge jump. And I, yeah. I think most Christians, we need to get there on that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, really I'm going to try to, I'm going to give you something that really blew my mind. When I did this on the sermon series, I'm going to see if I can lay the foundation for this. But in, 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 in Psalm 139, 13, it says you made all the delicate inner parts. I, I loved your version of that from the passion of my yeah. body and then me together in the womb. Yeah. And then again, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I just need you to, I think we need to hear it for God. Life is, is is of the utmost value yes you know it's not rooted in our parents i think one of the things that we think is that my life is the result of my parents coming together and and two things united and there there go my embryo mm -hmm. but i i i as a concept and as a model and as a completion predate their meeting mm-hmm I'm a destiny that was before their, 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 their meeting. You know, I'm, I, I'm, 
I don't hate to say fate because fate sounds fatalistic. I don't believe in fate, but but I'm a part of God's plan, which is greater than fate. It's not a fate. Right. It's hard to explain. I mean, it's so much greater. Yeah, it's so much greater. Yeah. So so let me show you this, what what the Lord showed me. Genesis 6 says, if if anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken. So for God made human beings in his own image. So he sees us as his children, Mm -hmm. his family. And he tells us to be fruitful and multiply. Jeremiah says, I knew you, just like Psalm says, before I formed you in the womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you to be a prophet. Now he's talking about Jeremiah, but if he knows this for Jeremiah, he knows this for Beth, he knows this for Lucas, he knows for everybody that's out there. So, right. So have you asked, have you thought about this? Based on these scriptures, we are designer babies. I know we talk about today people creating, like I'm going to get so-and-so Ken and Barbie together. And are you saying I'm luxury? Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying God <laughs> yeah. created you exactly the way he wanted you. We, I mean, people do they make designer babies. They go, they go and go, I want to pick out this sperm and this this embryo and this sperm's got a the owner of this was left handed and he had an IQ of one seventy and his blonde hair and he was you know from upper aristocratic family and the, and the woman over here you know she's she was fertile and she was beautiful and she had bright eyes and blue both had blue eyes we want blue eyes you know so th- so they're putting together a designer baby like they're trying to build a Gucci bag or or or, or build a bear yeah like we're going to build a bear we're going to build a baby. What we don't, yeah. What we don't understand is all of us were God's build a baby. (laughs) We were all designer babies. God built each of us (laughs) individually gifted with individual tools, and He knew where He wanted us to go if we would stay on His path. So, you've got to ask God, what is my purpose and plan? For the record, He's still working on me. I I've been doing kingdom work for thirty five years now. I've been Christian that long, and it's I'll be honest with you. I mean, God threw me a curve last year, and I've spent, I, you know, you know, I've shared that recently, and 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 He's changed my whole kingdom plan this year from where I was going, which was incredible, to a whole new strategy. I mean, I was planting churches, and now I'm trying to build a little mini denomination for churches overseas that are looking for a partnership. And so God has modified my strategy. Now, God didn't change his mind. God, as your text says, God was always going ahead of me that direction. Right. I just kept following him until I could get on the right path. And I felt like God shut me down this year just so I could find his will again for my life. But it wasn't so that I could find, so he could figure it out. It was so I could calm down enough to hear his footsteps again and get behind his blessing. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get into the word the Lord gave me last year was be patient. Yeah. And, and in the patience, I got frustrated and I had to learn how to be patient because <laughs> the more I got impatient, the more it was harder for me to hear his footsteps. Yeah. And finally I got patient enough and he says, you caught me finally. Now let me show you, you can go. <laughs> and, and where I thought the Lord was taking me and where I'm ended up are two different places. And, and two different sources of, 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 of things. But it feels so good to know where God's going to go. And I'm just so, I would be so sad if I'd have missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And and to be honest with you, where God's taking me is a bigger challenge than where I thought I was going. It would have been a little easier, but God forbid I go with on my own power. I'd rather go do a difficult thing with God than than even something simple by yeah, myself. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so he's still working on yours out there. He's still working on mine. He's No matter where you are in your walk, you can get started right now. Yep. You're, you're not lost. God knows where you are. Yep. You know, Just sit down and, and get in a relationship with him and listen for his footsteps and make sure they're his and then start walking in his ways. Follow his footsteps. Mm-hmm. And so you're everybody I'm talking to is a designer baby. 
You are not junk. You are not crap. You are not. I know your parents might tell you an accident, your mistake. They wish they never had you. They didn't have any say in that. God had a plan. I know. I I, I know that's big. You're saying, well, my parents could have controlled themselves or whatever. No, I understand. But God knew that would happen. He knew they wouldn't control themselves. That was their choice. But when they didn't control themselves, he stuck you in the middle. Yeah. And just because you're in the middle doesn't make you a mistake. It makes you the plan of God for their mistake. (laughs) You know? And how they treat you doesn't mean anything. I know it hurt. It can hurt people how they're treated by their parents. But what you really want to know is that you're loved. I am loved by God. That's the I am loved by. Don't worry about it. You're a designer. Even if you think you're junk here, you're a designer baby for him. You're loved by God. Yeah. I mean, that's a, once you get that figured out, he, okay, so let's go to four. You, he, you, we're doing good. We're 31 minutes. We're doing great. He knows what, <laughs> 31, 32, something like that. He knows what you think. All right, let's get that one. God, how precious are your thoughts about me? Oh, God, they cannot be n- numbered. I can't even count them. He just knows everything we think. It's just like, man, I mean, he's, he's like reading our stuff. Yeah, so you might as well go ahead and tell him anyway. Okay. David, I want you to notice the change here. When, when you were in the last text, David was thinking like, eh, I want to get away, I want to get over here, but you're there. I want to get over here, but oh, but you're there. David kept trying to kind of run and hide, but he was discovering when he would try to hide here or there. And like you said, Lucas, a lot of people are trying to hide today. Yeah, David did all those same things and he found out God was there. And then he realizes how precious they can't be numbered. You know, when I wake, look what he says in verse 18, when I wake, you're still with me. You know, you know when I'm asleep, you're still with me. David realizes all of a sudden in this text that he goes from wanting to flee and realizing he's maybe, maybe he's useless to realizing how much he's loved by God. Mm-hmm. I was wow. actually a designer baby. Yeah. Um, God cares about me. God has a plan. God knows me. My thoughts are numbered. I am, I am significant. Even better than that, he says to God, I'm special, hmm. you know, my mom always told me I was special. <laughs> my friends tell me, yeah, you're special. <laughs> special short bus, but 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 my mama said I'm special. God says you're special. You got a real plan. And and David realizes here, I think, in verse 17, that he's loved by God. And I call this the fact that he realizes from pre-embryonic, from pre-embryonic to death and life everlasting, God has called him. And God has a plan for him. God's omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, from 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 pre-embryonic thought to the grave. God is with him. And and here's what the Lord showed me when I thought about that. Do you know how precious you are to God? That's what David figures out here. That he's that he's precious. Mm-hmm. My precious. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> oh, my precious. But, but maybe we are precious to God. So precious to God that God schemed to send his only begotten son to rescue us. It was like a Hobbit episode. Jesus, you're going to put on robe of flesh. You're going to go down. You're going to go through the Via Della Rosa. Father, you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Father, you sure? No, no. <laughs> Father, you sure? Yes. Okay, my son. Yes, I'm sure. Yes, Dad. Wow. And then they beat him and they whipped him and bruised him. And, and even Jesus was like, man, I'm, I'm, this is rough. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I remember what you said. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. 
They don't know how precious they are that I could be sacrificed. He knows what you think. It, he knows what you're, oh, I, I, it, it's, it's just, just an incredible thought. Yeah. L- let's do the fifth one. He knows what choice to, what choice to love you've made. Oh God, if you only would destroy the wicked, get out of my life. You murderers, the blasphemers, you enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred for your enemies or my enemies. See, shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't we, if, if, if I love you, shouldn't our choices come in together? See, I think anybody moves in our house should instantly become a Steelers fan. And should naturally hate and should naturally hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, Sarah. Uh, and should naturally hate the Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati okay. Bengals, the Ravens. I had some dude, dude of the day at the, at, at one of the restaurants, they were wearing a, a tribute shirt to lost uh, for him. It would have been his lost brother who had died was a Steelers fan. So every year they meet up and have a meal. They hadn't, he'd been dead for a little bit of time, but they always meet on his birthday or, on his birthday, I think his birthday or his, yeah, yeah. His, birthday. his birthday. And they all put on Steeler shirts. They all had Steeler shirts on. And I see the dude in line. I said, oh, cool. And and when I said something to somebody, I said, they didn't know a thing about the team. I'm like, well, why do you got that on? And they go, well, I'm a brother. And then I found out in the back of the mom was there. I hugged on the mom, loved on the mom. Then I saw the one dude. The dude has a Steeler shirt on and he has a Ravens hat on. I said, you can't wear that hat with that shirt. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and he said, well, I'm a Ravens fan. I'm just doing this because this is my brother. I said, well, you're a good brother to do that. But, but take, take the hat off. But take, take the, the hat off. Take the hat off. You know, I, 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 you know, he knows your choice to love. So David asked the question, so should I be putting my life in calibration with your things? And I think a lot of us need to really think about that. I think a lot of us, where we get in trouble, the hiding and the shame is, is we, we come in love with God and then we forget that we need to calibrate the things we love and the things we hate with what he loves and hates and what he's for and against. And then we slip up on that because bottom line is I really did like the Ravens, even though I should love the Steelers. And so I'm going to slip off over here and, and do a little bit of this. And hopefully God doesn't notice I'm a closet Ravens fan, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the thing is God's going to recognize that you can tell that nasty purple hat that you're not a person of, of character, you know? So God knows when we go loving things conversely, I'm using football as a metaphor here, but he knows when we're, when, when we slip out, you know, you, you see godly people, God fearing people that will say, I love God, but I support uh non-biblical marriage. But then they're not God fearing people. I don't think that was a good. No, 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 no. But they, but they would it. describe Okay. They would describe themselves as God. They love Jesus. They would, I, they love, they would yeah, yes, they, 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 well, they may, may love Jesus, but they don't fear God. Right. We've learned that recently. Yes. Okay. But there are people that, that they would say, I, 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 I love God, you know, from at least from a lip service standpoint, I right. love God. I love Jesus, but I really think who people marry is their choice. Right. And I think you can have that point. I'm not, people do have that point. My point is, if you are really in love with God and you know that God wants you to perform to his holiness, then you have to make the choices. And there's things in the Bible that God says he despises. I think people that choose to marry whoever they want to are free to do that. I just don't think you can get God to bless it because it's like you said, he's gone ahead already on a certain path. And, and, and there are- If you truly love God, you can't discount 
what he says about that's right. that, certain but, things. But there are a lot of people out there trying to rebroadcast or remitigate history or rechange the church or remodify right. theology like, to say all of a sudden what God despises is now okay because we say it's okay and God got it wrong. Yeah. God's omniscient and omnipresent. Omnipresent means he was when he spoke then, he knew what was happening now. So God was not confused then. No. He's not confused now. And, and he's the rule. I mean, he gets to set the rules. He gets to right. set the perimeters. And I don't even think always God's rules are fair. They're just the rules. Right. You have to decide. And do he's you, got those perimeters for a reason. And you have to decide, do you love the rule giver? Yes. And if you love the rule giver, to trust. Do you, you know do your best. And, and if you sometimes you don't know, there are times when people are new to Christ. You know, they're, they're, I recently had somebody uh, come to the church, and and I'm not naming any names, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with them. I'm thinking it's a conversation I've got to have with them in the next couple of weeks because they're brand new, and they they told me they wanted to be in my members class, and they said we're coming, and so and so and me, we're going to, uh, we're looking for a church home, and we, we're planning to get married soon, and and we're so excited, we're going to start planning to live together like next week and maybe get married down the road. And my first response is I'd love to have you in my class. And are you looking for a pastor to do your wedding now? And they said, well, well not just yet. I said, well, we'll talk more about the membership class. And I'm thinking what I'd really like you to hear is God doesn't want you to shack up. God wants you to be married, husband and wife. And, 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 and they weren't mean to insult God. They just have never thought about what God expects of them. So they're, they're trying to get into church. They just, it's kind of like, you don't have to have the fish clean before you get here, but eventually the fish needs to be a fish that you want to eat and consume. So, <laughs> so, so I, I'm going to be patient here, but what I've got to sit down and explain to them is, is if, if you love God, let's do this so that God can love it from the start. Now, can you back up and repent and get things cleaned up? Of course you can. But if you start off that way, of course you can. Are you tricking God? Are you, are, are, is your heart right to begin with? I think a lot of us try to manipulate God a bit. So, yeah. and I think some of us are confused about that. Yes. You, and sometimes yeah, you're just confused. I just and, think you've just, things and you've and, never thought about it. Yeah, and that's why right. his grace is amazing. So my question is, are, do we understand that if, if, if he knows your choices, then that would mean your enemies are my enemies and, and his enemies are your enemies. Are we living like that? Okay. That's the question I wanted to throw out there. I don't think we always understand that. I think we think that a lot of those decisions are left to me in the privacy of the ballot box when I go into the curtain and pull the door shut. You shouldn't get, to, I don't even have to think about that. That's my voting decision or this is my, my, it, it, and they are your decision, but I'm saying. But they're not separate. If you're a your child of God, the issues of life, the issues of holiness and how to live right should be resolved issues that you should be unashamed to announce. It's not a separate thing. Because you can't hide them from God, and really you're not hiding them from anybody anyway. So so I, my point is, do we live and act like today that we are God's enemies? Or do we live and act like that today, or are we God's enemies? Because if we're living the opposite way, we're again, we're putting ourselves in opposition to God's plan. Or, or like Lucas's example, if he's going ahead of us on the right plan and we begin to own, aren't we veering off and we're somewhere uncovered by gray? We've, people always ask me, how far when I turn right? Say, God's going this way. When I turn right of free will, when do I become unsaved? Mm. And I always tell people, I can't answer that question. When your kids do something bad and your parents are unhappy with them, are they immediately lost? Do they need to repent again and baptize, start all over? I don't know. If they get how, 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 all I know is the difference between sin 
and falling away from God means the sin has to become a rebellious attitude. Because all yeah, if God, I think sin. it's if, if God tries repeatedly to correct you on something. And, and you get hard-hearted and, and constantly dis- reject that correction. Or you get hard in your heart to it. I, I, I think yeah. the rebellion, when the rebellion sets in and you've got tried to correct you and, and you just refuse, and you begin to blasphemy God. Well, that's yeah, ridiculous. Most, uh, you know. most of us would like to be able to love God. Right. But reserve the right to have our own opinions on certain things and to make our own choices about the way we want to live. Absolutely. That, that's how we, most people would rather have it that way. Let's look at the last one. I think that's right on. He knows what you desire, both heart and mind. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts, which is my mind. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of righteousness. Look at this. What, what's interesting about this is, uh, let me show some, the, the last verse, 23 and 24, and verse one, it's why I say it to him. They're exactly the same again. Examine my heart, verse one, know everything about me. It ends with, you know, exam, know my heart and test and know my anxious thoughts. Yeah. It, it, it's like a bookend. And every, in the middle is his battle and he's trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. And he, you, you realize all these things. In the end, he really knows everything. So we're really not going to manipulate God. We're not going to get away from it. No. We, we just kind of fool ourselves enough till we wake up and go. <laughs> and David realizes, God, I'm special. And I need to just do it the way God wants me to do it. Yeah. And, it, and it's so much easier when you walk on the path he's in front of you on. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a good text. I mean... God knows our whole plan ahead of time. Why would we try to cut through some other valley when he's cutting the most direct path for us, the one that's blessed by him? Gosh, and he knows how our plan is interwoven with everyone else's plans. Think about how much how pain we cause. complex call. Th- is that? Think about how much. I mean, so, so let, let me wrap this. He knows what we do, where you go, what your purpose is, what you think, what your choice to love should be. And he then knows your heart. And your mind's desire. Yep. Yeah. And and so all through this, I, I, I'll just summarize. Are we reserving rooms and closets and cloud spaces from him thinking that we're getting away with it? Or are we ready to just admit that he knows everything? That, that, that was our first, I think, good point for you today. The number two point was he also knows where you go. And, and you got to ask a question. Are you recognizing? Are you trying to hide? Are you are you wasting time trying to flee from God? You know, cause it, it's like trying to hide. It's like I said, it's like the Joker trying to steal something from, from Superman. He can see everything. He hears everything. God hears, sees, knows what you're doing. He, he sees what you're putting under the table, you know, right. Do, 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 do we, do we recognize that even the prodigal son came to the realization? Finally, he was better off to go come clean with dad. Right. You know, we need to get to that. He knows what we're doing. He knows what's up. And then the third one we talked about, he knows your purpose. Have you asked God to reveal? If you don't know, if maybe you're really confused, maybe you've never thought about the fact that God knows your plan and your purpose. Have you ever thought, you know, mine's still being revealed to me. Mm-hmm. This year was a big, big change for me. I thought I would told you last year I was going one direction and this year I'm going a little bit different direction. You know, if you don't know, you could sit down right now and just invite Christ into your life. Or if you've been away from God, say, Hey, I just want to get back under you, God. Will, will you just give me a season where I can hear you and get in the word again, get in some devotion, get in some praise and some worship and, and ask God to reveal his purpose and plan, at least to let you know he's loved. Yeah. Go read Psalm 139. Realize how much you're loved. 
And uh, you, maybe everybody's told you a mistake. Your friends have told you a mistake. Your ex-wife told you a mistake. Your parents told you you were a loser. Go read Psalm 139 and find out you're not a loser. You're not a mistake. You know, maybe they've had a bad hair day, but God has a plan for you. Don't let them determine your future. Let God determine your future, yeah. you know. And then fourth, we talked about he knows what you think. Do you know how precious you are? Think about that. that we sang this song the day we did this at the church, the Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. He washes, it washes us white as snow. The, the preciousness of what God gave us in his son, um, it's so precious that what God did was, was send his son to rescue us. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave us his best. And we could, we must never think that we're not worth it because God gave us his best. I mean, we, in the parable, he says, he'll leave the safety of the 99 to go find the lost sheep. We are that lost sheep. Every person is that lost sheep. God will make that trip for you. He also knows again, as we wrap up, what choices to love you've made. He knows your, your, you know, we need to make God's enemies, our enemies, and we need to make God's friends, our friends. We need to make his righteousness, our righteousness, his holiness, our holiness. And those things he hates and despises, we need to hate and despise them. And if we're doing them in our lives, we need to repent of them, set them aside from our lives and just tell people, yeah, I know I used to do that. I knew I used to believe that way, but now I'm a friend of God. And being a friend of God means I'm going to be friendly with who God's friendly with and not friendly with who God's friendly with. And that's a big decision. I mean, you may have to change friends. You may have to change addresses. You may have to change who you hang out with, but by all means, be a friend of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the alternative means you're, an op- as we talked about, you're an opponent of God. We don't stand a chance again. No. Nope. So why try? And then lastly, we said, he knows what you desire, both heart and mind. So are you ready to yield as David yielded? David just said, okay, Lord, test me. Point out anything. Just sit down. Let, let Spend time with God daily and just say, God, today, what did I mess up yesterday that I didn't do today? You know, I, you know and, and just do better. And just say, my Lord and my God. Sometimes just the confession that you are my Lord and my God makes you leadable. Yeah. It makes you like, he is my shepherd. You know, I, I, I just think this is a really, really powerful psalm. Mm-hmm. And it's a psalm that has those verses to it. You can see it like the six parts. But the last part you realize is just, he knows everything. And it's a celebration. I think I think David comes back at the end of this with a bit of relief knowing that 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 he doesn't have to manage all this. He just has to trust God. Mm-hmm. There's an old song called Trust and Obey. There is no other way than to, to be, oh, how's it go? Trust it. Than to be happy in to be, Jesus. To be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. A lot of people hate the concept of obey. Mm-hmm. Because in our society, obey, obedience is a, is a, is a slave-ific term. Uh, you know, like like I'm a slave. and no. To be, to obey here is to indenture yourself as a servant, is to give yourself to God. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about capturing a slave and taking them against their will. God doesn't take people against their will. God accepts people who, who offer their lives to him and indenture themselves in exchange for the blood of Christ in their life. And when we indenture ourselves to God, God says, in return, I'll watch over and protect you and you'll be a part of my household. And he not just makes us servants, but he actually takes us and he makes us sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. There's a process by which a slave in the Bible could decide when they've paid their indentured time off. It's a cool process. When they, when they've been a slave for so many years, they've paid off whatever, what happened with indentured, they would owe a debt. Say they owed a hundred bucks to somebody. And they couldn't pay it. So they would go to someone else or to the person and go, I will serve for you 
until this $100 is paid off. It might take a year, two years, three years, whatever. Or they would go to somebody else and they would give them the money and they would go pay that person, but then they would work it off to this person. They mm -hmm. would be indentured. At the end of that indentured, they may realize, you know, I'm doing pretty good. This guy takes really good care of me. He loves me. You know, I'm fine just continuing to work for you and whatever wage you give me will be fair, but I would like to be a permanent servant. In the Bible, they would put the person's ear up against the door and take an awl and run the awl through their earlobe. Basically, they would pierce their ear. Mm -hmm. And when you pierce their ear, it was an indication that they had voluntarily, permanently made themselves a slave to their master. And that was an active decision. That was a choice and a love. Jesus took a piercing out of an act of total love for us. Mm. Wow. Isn't, that, isn't that amazing? That's he was good. pierced for us. And we likewise, mm. when we accept Christ, we are choosing to let him bear that. But in, in certain ways, I, it would be cool if we were able to understand that we're also being pierced as well. Mm -hmm. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, we're healed. So I'll just stay a slave to God. Yeah, I'm happy in his house. And when you did that, when you pierced your ear, you became a part of that master's household. And you became, even though you were a servant, you became treated as one of the sons or daughters. And a lot of times they would share inheritance and you become part of the king kingdom. Mm -hmm. I think that's how God sees us. Mm -hmm. But I think we're way more precious than some servant. I think he sees us as restored Adam and Eve through the piercing of the cross. We become part of the family of God again. And I, I just think we need to understand that we are loved by God so much that he gave his only son for us. Mm -hmm. If we can get a hold of that, we quit hiding and squirreling around and trying to do things our own way and replot and redesign God. We'd understand we're designer babies with a good purpose. How can you improve on a design by God? Yeah. So, I mean, who wants Gucci when you can get God? Who wants, uh, you know, L'Oreal when you can get Jesus Christ? Who wants Ferrari? when you can have Holy Ghost. This is the original OG. <laughs> Get the OG. All things are good. That's all. Peace out. Good job. Hey, good job. We've had a good time. This Psalm 139 is powerful. You are loved by God. Go check that out. Go back and listen to the original sermon series if you get a chance and just know it's a good stuff. So we're going to be back for Psalms Volume 2 Project, a roundtable discussion here in a minute. We're just going to wrap up the whole series and um, we'll kind of talk about these 10 Psalms for a few minutes and kind of get you on your way and, and we'll look and see what we have for you. But go to doc.org, check out all of our podcast shows. Go back and watch some of our other stuff. Season two has been fantastic. So go start the whole season two. Jump back and watch season one if you want to. They're all available to you. Go to onthedoc.org. You can find our archives. You can find them on YouTube as well. Spotify and iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. Love to hear your comments today on Inverse Stuff through Facebook, Facebook, Facebook <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. And please tell other people about us. Subscribe, hit like, notify, bug other people, share the comments, and share this episode. Cl click on the link, share it to other people. Love to have you as a Patreon sponsor or partner. And we'd love to have you at Community Faith Church if you don't have a church home in our area. We're in the Marion, Illinois area, Southern Illinois. 10 o'clock on Sundays, Wednesdays at 6.30. Go to coftv.com, check out our episodes and stuff from our church and find out how to get here if you want to. But if not, if you're outside this region, make sure you're getting a good Bible-believing church. Get in there and practice your faith. But know this, you are deeply and dearly loved by God. Mother Beth, what do you think? Sounds good to me. 
Lucas, good word today. I like yeah. that passion by Bob to check that out and maybe take read through that. That might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd yeah. you get where'd you find that? Uh oh, like like how did I hear about it? Oh, actually your son. Is he is he, he got was, yeah, he was the one who pointed out the passion translation for one thirty nine. Who did it? Who who did who did, who did this? The the passion translation? Yeah, is it done I'm by a certain idea. group or something? Yeah, it's just it's just the passion version of the Bible of the Bible. Yeah, I'll have to check. I'll have to check that out. I really I really like that. All right, well we're here with you again. We'll be back with you soon in the wrap up, hit it to the street episode, the roundtable, back in part eleven of Psalms Volume Two Project. I'm Pastor Troy, Mother Beth, and Lucas here signing out. We'll see you soon on the Doctor Pastor.